Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hi, it's Mark Flalo on behalf of Mitchell Whitfield and myself. Thank you so much for taking a listen to this podcast. Do us a little favor if you would. If you love the show, give us a five-star review and don't forget to follow us at Apple Podcasts. Thank you so much. We appreciate it and we love doing the show for you guys. Without further ado, here's today's episode. Welcome back to Your Tech Report. For gadget news and reviews, click to yourtechreport.com. We are back on Your Tech Report. Thank you guys so much for joining us and joining us along for the ride, Mitchell, on all our social media. It is at Your Tech Report. Very excited for our next conversation because it's been a while since we have some, some, from, someone from Samsung on the show. Yeah, not just someone from Samsung, but I just want to give a little context to this because when we talk about pushing the envelope, pushing the industry forward, uh, new technology, things we've never seen before, I genuinely think of Samsung. They're usually pioneers in all of these areas. And uh, a little while back, they pioneered something uh, that we never seen before, which was the you know, foldable, flippable screens. And I think when they first came out, people thought, oh, this is nice. Maybe it's a gimmick. Well, it turns out, Mark, these are not gimmicks. These are incredible devices that continue to evolve, are incredibly useful. I think people now are starting to see how incredibly useful they are. In fact, if imitation is the you know, <laughs> sincerest form of flattery, Samsung's being flattered by a lot of companies trying to also get into the folding market, Mark. But only Samsung seems to have nailed it. Am I right? I, I cannot agree with you anymore, and you can hear me playing with my with the flip right now in my hand, um, <laughs> which is an obsession, I must tell you, because when you get your hands on one of these devices, it, you know what? It, uh, I always said there's certain products in life that you have to get your hands on. You have to experience to it appreciate firsthand it, right? because you really yeah. won't appreciate it. And uh, here to talk more about this, Mitchell, without further ado, is the head of mobile business at Samsung Electronics Canada, Raj Doshi. Thank you for joining us on your tech report. It's a pleasure to have you on this week. Hey, Mark, thank you for having me on the show. Raj, you know, you're a bit newer to the, to the company, but I'm, I'm sure you are not new to this business. Um, t- tell us what you, what you do at Samsung. What's, what's your role and responsibility on a day-to-day? So I joined Samsung just recently, and uh, I head up the mobile business, which includes all of the wonderful uh, devices you were talking about in terms of smartphones, uh, new uh, Galaxy Z flip and fold devices, but also the whole ecosystem of solutions that we offer in terms of uh, buds uh, for uh, audio as well as uh, watches uh, that are connected both independently uh, through LTE or uh, through Bluetooth to the devices as well as tablets and uh, PCs. So a whole host of solutions that fit together to create a great uh, solution set for customers. And you know what, Raj, it's Mitchell. And you know, Raj, I mean, Samsung has been innovating, like you said, on so many levels and so many aspects of the mobile industry. But just to focus, I mean, you, you heard my intro. I think when uh, the folding devices first came out, um, first of all, it, people thought it was a great demo of what technology could be, where we could be led in the future in the folding screen space. So people were, oh, this is really cool. Maybe it's, you know, I, I don't think it's ready for prime time yet. But here we are today. 
these devices, you guys have come so far, and these devices are so useful. I think people are starting to really embrace the fact that you can have a device in your pocket, a pocketable device that folds out into a full-size tablet. I mean, this is something that people originally thought, well, I don't see the use for this, and now everyone is seeing the use case for this. How exciting is it to be now on the cutting edge where people are imitating you, and you guys just continue to thrive in this folding space? I think that's the uh, core of uh, the Samsung mindset. It's just innovating, but purposefully for customers so that we're addressing needs and opportunities uh, in terms of solutions, uh, technology solutions that meet their needs. Um, and, and you said that the, at the forefront of this is the, the two devices, the Galaxy Z Flip 3 and the Galaxy Z Fold 3. Now, the 3 is important because it's the third generation. So we've continued to iterate and evolve the capabilities within these devices as well as the durability. Now, you, t- you talked about the third generation, and I- I'm curious from you, what do you think as a company, you know, you learn after getting, you know, three three generations into a device? Because there are so many things that set this device apart from the previous generation. So what are those things, and what do you think you come, you've learned from the previous generations? Sure. Um, so I think uh, we've looked at it from a number of angles, but, uh, you know, construction in terms of the build, uh, the devices, both uh, the Z Flip and the Z Fold devices, have aluminum frames, Gorilla Glass, uh, and are now water resistant, which is uh, important in customer use. So we listen to our customers and the durability aspect was important. And so all of these construct uh, construction changes actually provide a very uh, useful and durable device. The second is just the software evolution. So uh, the devices support multi, uh, multi-application capabilities as well as a whole host of other features that I think at a software level uh, make them more powerful than they've ever been. Hey, Raj, I know when people are looking at a full, I'm looking at, I feel bad calling it the Galaxy Z. Uh, my ugly American side comes out. I should be calling it the Z. All right, just for you, I'm going to call it the Z. The Galaxy Z Fold 3. Um, if we look at that, I think a lot of people are going to be, because of how beautiful when you open up the device and you have this full-size display that, you know, basically is one giant screen, people are going to be dazzled by that. But let's not forget, you guys have a gorgeous screen on the outside as well. How important was this? Because I think you realize that a lot of users want to have access to their device and not just a little information like time or notifications, but a full-fledged screen on the outside that they can interact with. And you guys put a gorgeous one on the outside of the fold as well. So, so both devices have uh, a screen, as you call it, on the outside. And then, uh, you know, in the case of the uh, the fold device, when you open it up, you've got a 7.6-inch display, which is a massive display and, and actually is very useful in terms of uh, you know, productivity, but also in terms of consuming video content and uh, having multiple applications open at the same time. Uh, the Flip has a unique uh, capability in terms of the outside we've uh, added the screen that uh, not only provides for messages, but you can actually uh, engage the camera uh, and take pictures. So it, it allows you to use the front-facing camera, not just for taking normal pictures as you are used to with, uh, you know, a candy bar type uh, type smartphone, but also to use that same camera quality for selfies. And the uh, standing nature uh, of the device in terms of the ability to to fold it uh, or flip it open halfway and uh, use it as a stand is actually a very uh, useful proposition for taking pictures and uh, videos. 
You know, I'm sitting here making a demonstration for Mitchell on, on, on Zoom here. He and I can see each other. And I'm you know, Roger, it. I was going to say, I think it's less of a demonstration, more of a tease of, look what I have I and you I don't. don't. So let's be honest about what that was, about. Mark. It was a tease. <laughs> but go ahead. Yeah, please. I don't but, want to interrupt you, know, you Mark. But Rob, go ahead. You, you were talking about, you know, multiple use cases for these different devices. I'm curious what some of the, the stories you must be hearing from consumers of use cases that maybe you didn't necessarily think of that people brought to your attention. So, you know what, actually, I, I'm probably uh, one use case because I've actually got uh, my personal line on the on the Flip uh, 3 and I've got my uh, business line on the Fold uh, 3. And <laughs> I'll tell you, the, the, the use cases uh, vary depending on the, the situation. But I personally, on the Flip, use the uh, the device constantly for picture taking and <clears throat> the, the standing nature is actually very useful. The other thing that's uh, very useful on the Z but three has been that applications are evolving to use the use the the flip screen in a in a, um, in a half open uh, situation and allow for viewing as well as interaction um, type um, scenarios within the application. So application providers are actually evolving. Similarly, on the fold three, um, you know the the ability to do emails like you do on a laptop. Uh, or on a regular computer is very powerful because you can see the various email lists and uh, review them on the on the other part of the screen, or you can have just one interaction. So both of them, depending on scenarios, I found personally very useful, and I think that's some of the use cases. The uh, the other advent that I think is uh, very powerful on both of these is the uh, the cases. Uh, if you've not seen them, the the cases for the flip have a hook on them, so it allows you to carry them uh, and also. Uh, use them like a ring so that uh, it folds nicely, but it also has a very convenient way of actually carrying them. Uh, so the combination of uh, not just the device, but the accessories is actually uh, very, very unique. You know, once again, Raj, Mark is, you know, visually on, on Zoom tor- <laughs> tormenting me with, oh, I have the case too. Look how pretty it is. He's killing me here. Um, you know, you, you touched on this a little bit earlier when you were talking earlier in the interview about software. And one of the things that, and I think Mark started talking about this on the show years ago, which was, you can make the most gorgeous piece of hardware in the world. And without the software to take advantage of it, it's useless. Um, you guys have always made great software. You've always made wonderful hardware. With this device, especially with folding devices, talk a little bit how the software has sort of you know iterated over the last couple of years because in addition to having this beautiful fold-out screen, the screen in the front, you know, it's designing software to take advantage of that one full screen, two individual screen, screen on the front. It's important that you take advantage of how customers are using it. So talk about a little bit about how the software has evolved over the last couple of years as well. Sure. Um, so you, you've uh, obviously um, had the device. Uh, I'll talk about the Fold as an example. You've got the external screen, which uh, you can interact like any regular smartphone with all your applications. And when you open it up into the full screen um, mode with the uh, Fold screen, 7.6-inch infinite uh, flex display. And it's uh, really, when you see it, as you talked about earlier, you really, really see the difference in terms of experience. But within that, once you open it, you can actually uh, split the screen. You can do multitasking. Uh, you have multi-active windows. Uh, and so the power of being able to utilize the full screen in multiple ways is actually an evolution that I think really improves productivity as well as um, uh, you know uh, consumability, if you want to refer to it that way. So when you're actually uh, watching a video or something, you can actually be chatting with your friends at the same time using the other uh, part of the screen. And by, again, opening it up halfway, you've got uh, a, a typing type area and then you've got the viewing type area. So 
all of these applications are coming together and working with uh, partners like Microsoft and Google to continue to evolve a lot of the existing uh, applications to take advantage of the new stream capability. Yeah, I think one of the things that I noticed right out of the box, Raj, is that, uh, you know, Samsung did an incredible job at their own apps, making sure they took advantage of the different form factors. I'm curious to to know if there's any apps in particular that you can think of that have done, you know, gone above and beyond in terms of utilizing the two screens in a new way. Yeah, so one app I use personally regularly is YouTube, and you've, you've got one portion for viewing and the other portion for all the interactions in, in relation to YouTube is a good example, uh, as well as the email solution. So there are continuing, continuing to evolve more applications that take advantage of these um, these new screen formats. You know, I think we've become so accustomed on, on desktop computers about having multiple displays. I think some people even, you know, even though I have a 49-inch widescreen Samsung display on my desk right now, there's a, there's a mental, you know, a break, you know, like there's two screens. So you're, you're mentally, you're like, okay, I'm going to do this screen on this screen on this screen on this screen. It's become the norm. I'm curious yes. where you see the, the future of these devices. Do you think that dual screens are going to be where everything ends up down the road? Or do you think it's a cyclical thing? Because we've gone I think if you look at the history of cell phones, we've gone back and forth in terms of size and screens and technology. Yeah, so uh, you've actually hit upon, we talked about earlier, the, the, this is the third generation of device. Um, and, you know, to, to, to kind of pick up on a comment you made that the solutions were viewed as unique and now in my mind are much more mainstream. Uh, this is, I, I believe, at the forefront of where the the smartphone market uh, will be going and consumer adoption will be, and we're already seeing it increase significantly and will continue to grow as both, uh, you know, the capability and the uh, the software enhancements continue to evolve in these flip and fold categories. You know, Raj, from a consumer point of view, I look at this, I look at these devices, and I think about flexibility, obviously. And I don't mean flexibility to the screen. I mean flexibility in terms of using them. And for someone like me, you know, Mark and I are gadget guys. I'm sure you're a gadget guy as well. And we love having multiple devices. And, you know, I like taking a tablet with me, but also having my phone. There are different ways of using each device. But when you look at these devices, you talk about just being able to carry one thing. If you had to carry one device in your pocket, and especially, I, keep, I know I keep on, the flip is gorgeous. I keep on coming back to the fold selfishly because it addresses yeah. so many ways that I use a device. And Having something like this really does, you know, it satisfies so many different needs. I, I can't see this not evolving to where people have everything they need in their pocket just with one folding device. Yeah, I think I think the convenience of having a, um, a tablet-type solution in your hands as you go is uh, very powerful, particularly, as I said, in, in productivity environments in the business world, for sure, as you right. engage with, uh, you know, applications like, uh, like email and uh, presentation um, solutions as well. Uh, but also from consuming the video uh, uh, watching capability on these uh, devices is phenomenal. And and I think the, the ability to, you know, stand them up and, and watch them on the large format screens on the go uh, puts you in a place where if you don't have your tablet or laptop with you, um, you're not missing uh, as much as you would with just a, the, the standard uh, smartphone. If you're just joining us, we're in conversation with Raj Doshi, the head of mobile business at Samsung Electronics Canada. Raj, let's pivot a bit and let's talk about the, the new Watch 4 because this is, you know, the first generation of a watch that we're seeing a partnership between Google and Samsung when it comes to the operating system itself. And this has gone back and forth. You know, if you look at the history of things, there was, you know, Wear OS and then uh, Samsung was doing their own thing. And now now it's back to this partnership with Google. How did that come together? And, and do you think it's a stronger relationship than it ever has been? 
Yes, I would say that, uh, you know, we're constantly looking for ways to improve the experience for customers and to, you know, produce products and services that meet their needs. And I, I think the, uh, the co-creation uh, of the platform we've utilized on the Galaxy Watch 4 is a perfect example of that. Uh, we've actually brought together the best of Google and the best of Samsung in, in one UI on these devices. Uh, it supports, first and foremost, uh, an expansion of the ecosystem so that you can uh, use the the watch uh, across all the Samsung portfolio products, but also it enables us and uh, our customer to access the various applications because the scalability aspect allows a lot of the apps to be extended to the Galaxy Watch 4. You know, one of the things I noticed about the Galaxy Watch 4, and it's funny because, you know, when... It's when, beautiful, by the way. It Look is. It right when, now, when, yeah. when smartwatches first came out, you know, um, I think we probably saw this in, like, the Pebble Watch, Mitchell, like, in the in the in that e-ink display way back when. And oh, then yeah. we saw Fitbits kind of emerge as these smart wearable devices. But, you know, Samsung's always stuck to that round display and stuck to that traditional form factor. And... It's not as bulky as other watches, smartwatches are on the market. It really still at all times feels like a timepiece. Am I mistaken in saying that would be intentional? Yeah, no, I think, uh, I mean, most people's uh, view of the watch is around uh, um, traditional format. And I think it, it adapts well to the customer's um, view of how they should be wearing it. Remember, they personalize these things. So um, as We've also not just launched uh, the increased number of applications on the Galaxy Watch 4, but we've also launched uh, a Galaxy Watch 4 um, studio where customers can actually customize the uh, both the, the, the frame as well as the uh, straps in uh, hundreds and hundreds of different variations to meet their own personal needs. So it is also a fashion or um, statement uh, beyond just the utility of the, uh, the device itself. Do you find developers are 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 um are embracing the technology and the form factor? Uh, very much so. And I mean, again, uh, my personal use case, uh, I've got an LTE version that's connected, and and when I go running, uh, you know, I, I use the the health app as well as the uh, running apps, and don't have to take the phone with me. Uh, and when I come back, everything seamlessly interfaces back to my phone for. Uh, you know, the tracking and, and uh, deeper analysis, but it's fantastic. And, and it's the same apps that I have on my phone that I can extend to my uh, to my Galaxy Watch 4. Now, this next question I'm going to ask you is really, it's a, it's a personal opinion thing. And Mitchell and I, when we talk about smartphones and smartwatches on, on the show, we often talk about the fact that this annual refresh of these devices seems like we're getting to the point where it's, it's almost a little forced. Like, software could actually be that focal point of maybe an annual update and every couple of years we might see hardware change. Do you, do you feel that, that we're at a place where we're getting to a place where we don't need to see hardware and form factors really change every single year? Well, I think, uh, you know, the, the form factor changes um, usually are comprised of uh, component capabilities in terms of chipset evolution, uh, as well as, uh, you know, as, as we described, um, screen evolution and capability. So there is uh, a constant in this uh, industry, and particularly in, in the mobile sector, uh, constant uh, hardware technology advancements that uh, allow for, for these uh, introductions. Uh, and I think the, the second part is as these hardware components uh, evolve, there's also software evolutions that take advantage of them. So uh, I, I believe what we're providing the solutions to customers as the technology evolves that uh, as we look at, you know, the upgrade of activity, 
uh, that continues to be, uh, you know, in some cases annual, in some cases uh, on a different cycle. But I think we bring them to the customers as we believe when, as and when uh, the solutions uh, would meet and serve uh, the customer's needs better. Well, you're definitely doing a good job and definitely hitting the mark because these these new devices continuously get better and better. And uh, especially with, as you said, you know, battery, battery power, battery performance increases, screen technology. It's just amazing to see the evolution. That's right. Um, so if people want to get obviously get their hands on this, they can obviously visit Samsung.ca, Samsung.com. Of course, head to the local carrier, Raj. Doshi, thank you so much for taking the time to join us. We cannot wait to have you on again. There's so many excuses to have you on again, and I'm sure we can keep you on for a couple hours if we had the time. But uh, thank you for taking the time to join us this week. Well, thank you both for the time and uh, look forward to, to bringing more innovations to the customer. Thank you guys at home for listening. If uh, you want anything, of course, you can reach us, contact at yourtechreport.com. On behalf of Mitchell Whitfield, I am Marco Flalo. We will speak to you again next week. You've been tuned in to Your Tech Report. Join us again next week for another edition. And be sure to follow Your Tech Report online. Email us, contact at yourtechreport.com. Follow us on Twitter at Your Tech Report. Like us on facebook.com slash yourtechreport. For the latest in breaking tech news and reviews, yourtechreport.com. Connie Teeson, the host of Broadcast Dialogue, the podcast. We focus on Canada and the challenges facing Canadian radio and TV, as well as highlighting those moving the industry forward from podcasting and streaming to new broadcast tech. Check us out at broadcastdialogue.com or your favorite podcast app. I'm Matt Kundle, host of the Sound Off Podcast, the show about podcast and broadcast. Since 2016, we've been speaking with amazing people who have populated your ears for decades. Legendary broadcasters, research wizards, talent experts, podcasters, voice talent. Almost 400 stories, all for free. Subscribe or follow the Sound Off Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or at soundoffpodcast.com.